Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and trouble. Radical Australia on Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The Empress Dowager, Dale Bridge, is doing all the work. Good afternoon, Dale. How art thou? I'm reasonably well, Joe. How are you? Yeah, oh, look, Joseph Toscana, who cares how I am? <laughs> Listen to the right bugger, so nobody really cares. But thank you for asking. I know you don't care. I do. Oh, you do. Well, thank yeah. you for asking. Yeah. Now, this has been NADOC week. We thought we'd, you know, we'd kidnap... Uh, well, Told him of the Tanaronga Howard Edwards or something yeah, like that, yeah. Guy, yeah. Uh, Choco, right. Choco Edwards, yeah. Choco Evans. Yeah, Edwards. Ever. I've been known by that since 1964, though, yeah. Why 64? That's when I was in Toronto, when I, uh, yeah, yeah. when I'd run over there. Now, Choco, let's, let's, yeah, yeah, look, sorry. I'll yeah. conduct the interview, yeah. mate. Oh, sorry. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll <laughs> ask the question. Yeah, yeah. You can answer yeah, the question. Yeah, go for it. Go for <laughs> it. Okay, yeah. now, mate. Yeah. Now, what year were you born? 1948, brother, in the year of the, um, the, the, what do you call it? The, uh. 48. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't the, remember what happened in 48. I yeah, the, the, uh, the genocide convention or something oh, like that. Yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. 48. 48, yeah. Where were you born? Uh, Marupna. Not Marupna. many people know where Marupna is. I yeah. do. Well, you yeah. tell them where it is. Well, Marupna is just across the river from, uh, Shepparton, you know. The Goulburn River divides them and I am of the Goulburn tribe. I'm, I'm telling them of the Tanarung, you know, but I am also, on my father's side, I'm Palawa, Tasmania. Bunarang, Yorta Yorta, Mati Mati, and on my mother's side, I'm Tanarang, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh. Well, you got a Tanarang t-shirt on today. Oh, certainly, yeah, brother. Well, what's, yeah. what's, what's that on the, on the t-shirt? Nobody can see it. Uh, Tanarang. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but what, what is, what's, what's that bird there? What is that? It's Bundle, our spirit creator, so you got brother. Same, yeah. you've got the same, so the Kula Nation. the Kula Nation, You're part of the Kula Nation, obviously, yeah. You're part of the Kula Nation. Yeah, brother. Well, yeah. What is it? There's the, the, the Bunarang. Uh, uh, Bunarang, Woiwarang, Gajarang. Tanarang and, Wo- and Wadarang. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're kind of the cousins out, out, in, the, out in the sticks, basically, <laughs> Tanarang, aren't you? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, central, pretty central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Up right. around Seymour and all that there, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's not central, that's the sticks, mate. We're central uh, here in Melbourne, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's been a long time since I've been back to the sticks, but especially when I've been on some of these, uh, yeah. these healing, healing things with, uh, healing me, uh, men groups and all that there, right. We'll go yeah. back to 48. We'll go back to 48. Go back 48. to 48, yeah. Right. So, uh, what was life like for a young ticker in those days on the banks there? On the banks of the Murray River, you yeah. know. Uh, my f- my real first memory is uh, being at a uh, Camaragunda Mission. Yeah, I'm sure right. everyone's heard of Camaragunda Mission. And well, Bulldog. for those who haven't, what was yeah. Cam- what was the mission? Uh, Camaragunda Mission is uh, right on the border of um, Victoria, just opposite Barmer Township. You know, yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah, and, and yeah. blackfellas weren't allowed to drink back in them days, but 
they let us drink. So why would that why why would that happening? I can't ask myself later in life. Oh. But yeah, I'm uh, born at Kamalaganja. No, I wasn't born at Kamalaganja. Last memory, first memory, that Kamalaganja mission there. Okay. And uh, yeah, and uh, and I remember the river being so pristine clear. I remember the the Coonawarra, the river uh, paddle ships coming up the Murray and. Right. Oh, you remember that there. as a young kid? Yeah, yeah, brother, yeah. Oh. And, uh, and then... Uh, was, was, your, was your mum around in those days? Mum, mum had always been there. What's, you know? what's, what was her name? That's all right. Teresa Maggie Edwards. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, Teresa Born in Denelquin, married a Camagonia mission to Howard yes. Henry Edward, my father, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And when did she die? <laughs> oh, about ten years ago, yeah. brother, well, yeah. She, she was pretty old then. Uh, she yeah. Did, she yeah. did well. Because if you were born in 48 and she died about ten years ago, she got... Oh, it could be a little bit longer, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah but she, she would have she would have had a good life then. A long life. Pretty long life, but a, yeah. a tormented life. yeah. Charlie, you know, because her children were, I was six of us, me and my five siblings were taken away from Marupano in 1956. So you were taken away when you were eight? Seven going on eight. Brother, Seven yeah. going on eight. And, and, and your brothers and sisters, were they younger or older? Uh, I had an older brother, he was yeah. 12, yeah. my sister Lexi was about nine, myself was about seven, then there was uh, Alvin, uh, I mean, then there was Henry and then Herbert. Right. Yeah, Herbert was 18 months and... Yeah, and look, look, I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to drag yeah. things and make it too sad. But yeah. do you remember I, I, what I want people is to understand yeah. what happened? A lot yeah. of people don't understand. Uh, what uh, no, they don't understand. So what happened? So yeah, you're with yeah. your mum and dad. You're yeah. living there. Uh, me, me father was a, a bit of an alcoholic. You right, know, he was right. a sportsman, and yeah. uh, he was an alcoholic, and yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, apparently uh, I was a pretty stubborn sort of man. But mum did say once that I stood between me mum and me dad, and me yeah. dad sort of threw me up against the wall. But I don't remember that. There, yeah. you know, but um. Yeah. But I don't even remember going to the children's court at Shepparton. You don't but, um, remember that? Did you, did, no, not you remember, right. you remember being picked up or what happened? Somebody no, turned no, nothing. No, so I, I, so I, what, what do you remember? Uh, I kind of remember being in the back of the Black Mariah, you know, oh, the Black yeah, Mariah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So there was yeah. me, myself and five siblings, and, yeah. and there were two uh, prisoners in the van too. Right. And, uh, so adult prisoners. You had yeah, five, yeah. six kids with two adult yeah, prisoners. Yeah, yeah, right. and... Uh, yeah. And uh, of course, at that time, Tirana was a uh, reception sort of place, or so they yeah. do keep people there, and then they send them to other places guess, even there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and uh, so you brought you brought to Tirana. Yeah, brought to Tirana in 1956, and yeah. then uh, my mother didn't know where where we were. You know, she was looking for us around New South Wales because Camaragonda was in New South Wales, and she thought that might have something to do with it. You know, yeah. but yeah. so you look around, they said, "No, nah, you better go back to Victoria." You know. So, mm. And in my freedom of information, I find that my mother had written a letter to the whoever, you know, asking where, yeah, yeah. Ask where her children were, you know, yeah. and she found us at the Ballarat Orphanage. Yeah. Yeah, Which orphanage was that? Ballarat. In Ballarat. Ballarat right. Orphanage, yeah, yeah, you know. The whole you, six of you? Yeah. yeah right. uh, younger brother Herbie was, uh, he was over the train on down at the baby's home. Yeah. And that there, yeah. And, uh, yeah, mum found us and... Um, yeah, she moved to, yeah, I said, they said she was a lazy woman, you know, and so, uh, mum got it, because mum got into debt, mm-hmm. 
yeah, that, I'd see that on my file. Mum got in the debt and then they, yeah. Alright, there were six of us living, um, nine of us living in a little hut at, at Dash's paddock there in Marupna, you know. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, we were taken away from there and, yeah, sent to Ballarat Orphanage and then mum find out where we were. She moved to Ballarat. She got herself a job there at one of the uh, big schools down there and she yeah. worked. Yeah. And uh, she lived close to the hostel that the, the orphanage had, you know, next yeah. to yeah. And uh, she's seen that, well, the oldest brother used to uh, do all our protection while we in the orphanage. And yeah. uh, uh, so mum's seen that he was all right. Then his sister ran away from Ballarat. Mm. And she said to Mum that uh, Tarana is much better than the orphanage, you know. And uh, right. and uh, and yeah. So when I went back there, the wall looked so much smaller. But Mum would be walking around the perimeter, checking on us all the time, you know. Because mm. there's this one there used to belt me all the time, you know. Me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they. Me Mum found this um, photo in the in the local rag in 1959. Now. I was uh, the most popular, the best sportsman, the best student in the Ballarat Orphanage. Yeah. And then um, yeah, she sent that to the superintendent and because we were getting hassled a lot and beaten, my mum uh, kept fronting uh, Mr. Howard Morton, the superintendent, and uh, and at this day she she took us all, all as kids, yep. took us home. Uh, Morton said, take your kid, you know, we've had enough of you, you know. So, <laughs> Yeah, so mum takes us, and then yeah. uh, the, the cops come and they take us back to, to the orphanage. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and then they, yeah, because mum became such a, a problem to them, mm. they, they they said, oh, the Edward boys should uh, go back to Tehran or something like that, you know, because mm. uh, mm. uh, Howard they were yeah. starting to get an eye for the girls, you yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> because there's boys and girls mixed together there, you right. know, and... Uh, yeah, so from there we were sent back to Tirana. Mm. And then um, then we were sent to the Salvation Army out at Box Hill, you know. And, um, that was a pretty tough place, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, well, if you can yeah. talk to Jack Child, he was there, and, yeah. I, and all yeah. the, the Roach boys were there. I was yeah. there with them. And, uh, mm. uh, so I was there, and uh, um, so Mum would visit, and, you know, and uh, when she'd visit, uh, she'd, she'd call her, She'd have these other Aboriginal boys come and with a visit, you know. Yeah. Mm. There was a few of them who thought mum was their mother, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, uh, anyhow, we must have been hungry. Uh, there's a few of us we went down and robbed the local milk bar, you know. Right. So, um, so I got a 12 months probation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was going to the Burwood Tech, I was halfway through the second form. And, uh, ah, oh, you know, they, yeah, I don't know why it's going. Look out, he comes, the homos. The, yeah. the homos, we were called, you know, but these days, back then, you know, these days they got a different connotation, you know, yeah. we were the homos, you know, and we'd, they come home. And I'd say, well, I was doing solid geometry, you know, and the teacher wanted to give me this strap for something I didn't do, you know, so, he sent me up to the the headmaster, and I refused to take the strap off him, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah. I call him a red faced lobster butter, you know. <laughs> so uh, how he, old were you then? Thirteen or fourteen? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, so uh, yeah, so when because uh, I got put on a twelve month probation, and then when I was uh, what expended uh, ex- expelled expelled from school, so I really couldn't stay at the salvage, you know. So. 
they separated me from my brothers, you know, and they sent me back to Tirana, and then, um, and then they're saying, oh, maybe Howard might do better if he went to a, his home for wayward boys up there in Kilmany Parker Farm, you know. Mm. And my mum agreed that thing would be all right. So I, I go, I go up to Kilmany Parker there for a little while, and I couldn't, I couldn't handle the separation, you know, and, uh, mm. and I, I knew that, I heard that the, uh, superintendent was heading to Melbourne, Early in the morning, I ran away. It was raining. Um, I, I kept up the road till after half past eight, and it's raining. I'm walking along the road, and I'm singing to myself, you know. I'm crying, I'm walking to New Orleans. As you are, I'm walking to Melbourne, yeah. and now this big, uh, this big Rolls Royce pulled up, up, you know. Yeah, yeah big Rolls. I jump in the back, and it's old couple, you know, this yeah. big Rolls. And uh, I don't know where they dropped me off, but I went to the Burwood Tech to see if my brothers were there. Yeah. I went to Box Hill home, see if they were there. They weren't there, you know. Then I got picked up, and uh, and then I was sent to the the basin. It's another salvage home up there in the basin. Yeah. I used to work in the piggery, you know. It was great. You know, I picked a beautiful animal. And uh, not that it's too big a one. Oh, sorry, I can't say. But uh, and now, uh, and now one. Because I had a little transistor radio, and I'm listening to radio, and I hear that my brother was killed, you know. Right. Um, uh, mum had got the three younger ones out, yeah. and uh, mum was the first Aboriginal woman to get Aboriginal housing in Victoria back in 64 or something, you know. Right. And, uh, so you said, you said your brother was killed. Was he killed yeah, in right. a work so, accident? Or? Oh, well, he was 14, 13, 14. Yeah. So what it was, they had all these uh, telegraph poles. Yep. And one of them was on these stands, you know, like that there. Yeah. And he got up the high end and it tilted it's and right. and it killed him, you know. And yeah. mum, mum didn't want to claim any money because she thought it'd be blood money, you know. And yeah. then since then we've been so divided. There's never been a time that we've always been together, you know. Separation's been the biggest thing in our life, you know. So I heard that on radio, and uh, yeah, I go back to where were I? The, Bayswater. I ran away from there with um. Uh, when I go to Bayswater, you know, this uh, that's the uh, the colonel. He yeah. tried to make a uh, what do you call it? A thing of me, um, you know. The, he wanted me to run, run around the quadrangle. Well, everyone, yeah, yeah, everyone was watching there. Yeah, you know, I'm running around, and he said, "Faster, Edward. You're not at Tirana now, you know." And as I passed. He got this cricket bat, you know, and he belted me for me. And on the way around the second, he'd go to belt me, and I, I grabbed the cricket bat off him, and uh, oh. I give him a. Oh, he'd try to come running. I would give him it, and that's how I was locked up for in the dark room for a couple of days. And uh, mm. you what, fifteen then or something? Be something like that, Joe. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so me and my mate Cosmic, yeah, we ran away. We, oh, me mate Tulip, he was there. Uh, he got out, uh, we were, he, was, he lived down the beachway down there, and we mm. ran away and we went down to his place. He weren't there, so we, we broke into his place and there had a big birthday cake there, you know, right. and we had that there. And, yeah. yeah, and, uh, Brian and I, Comic, we were, we were hitchhiking to, uh, Mildura, but it took us five days, you know, going around Colac and up mm. to Mildura, and we get to Mildura. And, uh, soon we got there, we said, oh, we'll head the way back for so five days, and then this truck, uh, grape truck, yeah, he drove us all the way down to Melbourne and, mm. and we were up at a new market station and the cops come and they, they picked on me, mate Cosmic, and they said, oh, you, you escaped from a reservation. He said, no, I didn't, you know, and uh, we could call back to Toronto, so 
I've been to five institutions going and um and and back and forth between those institutions and Tirana, you know. And And this is what they call positive thing because you could have been left with your mum and she could have been helped. They could have helped her out back That's in the right. day, Dave. They could have helped. Yeah. 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 But, but, but obviously they've tried to ruin the life uh, the of thing all of sim- Assimilation back at the day. Yeah, that's right. Right. So, yeah, we go to Tirana and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm crying. You know, I said, oh, I want a kuni, I want a kuni. You know, and they didn't know what it was. You know, so yeah. they, they had to get me brother and they, what they wanted, you know, I want to go to the toilet. You know? yeah. yeah, and then, then we get... Shanghai to the Borough Orphanage and uh, then mm. back to Tirana. And, mm. yeah, so uh, when, when, when did you escape all this? When you turned 18 or what? Right, so, uh, so I, I, escaped. I, I, then, uh, I broke out of Tirana a few times, you know, uh, uh, me mate mm. wanted to go somewhere, we went yeah. to the show and, yeah. and uh, so, uh, this, when, when these followers wanted me to break out, I think I only had a couple of weeks to go, you know, but I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what was happening. You know, and he, mm. these young, these fellows say, "Chuck, you know, uh, mm. you want to, you want to break out? You want to come with? You want to break out?" I said, "No, look, I've only got a couple of weeks to go or whatever, you know." And they said, "Oh, they can't have it." Said, "Will you help us escape?" Mm. I said, "No, leave me alone." All right, so they finally talked me into helping them escape. So, mm. so how are we going to do it? I said, "All right, well, go up to the gym. We'll do some weights." You know, so we're in the gym. I weren't going to go, but. We picked up these weights, you know, about 125 pounds, you know, and I was in the front, the far behind. We 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 rammed the door and we we bounced off it, you know, and the screw started blowing the whistle. Oh, and everyone back, we rammed it again and flew open while I was the first one out and we were off, you know. And there's about five of us escape, and then um, uh, what happened then? Uh, Right, we escaped, and then. we went up to Hall's Cap. We are up at Hall's Cap, you know, and, and uh, uh, we'd seen one of the officers. We went and seen him. He gave us about, what were they, six, ten, 10 pounds or something so we could get some petrol. Yeah. We got this little mini miner. We're driving the Hall's Cap. And then we're running out of petrol, so uh, we, rob, we rob a few cars that are up there, mm-hmm. two cars, and, and I remember we're, we're rolling down the hill because we had a petrol and then we pushed the car into Hall's up. Then we head, we started heading towards our, uh, Adelaide. Yeah. And then one of the followers, he said he was hungry. I said, well, we'll get it up the road, you know. He wanted to go back to Hall's Cap. And when we get to Hall's Cap, we get, this fellow and I, we get out to go to the shop. You know? And all these people were around this car, you know. And then we look over with a police car and all these people were around it, you know. Mm. I said, there they are. So, they got the other fella, I just ran through the crowd, and the other fella was in a mini minor, you know, and he opened the door, and I, I ran out of my thong, and he just didn't slow down that much for me to get in, because a, a Volkswagen and another mini minor had cut him off. Mm. You know, so I'd, I'd never really been barefoot before, you know, but I took off through the bush around the back. I'm on the other side of All Gap, and uh, I'm a driver, and the car pulled up. And, he said, where are you going? I said, uh, to Melbourne. He said, oh, you're heading in the wrong direction. Back there, so... I walk straight to Hall's Cap, and I'm out in the road, and I, I, talk, I get back to Melbourne, and uh, and I can hear me, hear me mate. He'd um, he'd give him, I don't know whether he'd give him something, but he got caught. I can hear him. Mm. Then we got sent down to Poplar House, the uh, security section where they, where they had thrown down a high wall barbed wire around it, you know. Mm. And the cops came in, and they said, oh, if they get any um, 
they they get in the charge and they get this down for kind of Penfridge, you know. Well, I was, I was 17, I think, and uh, anyhow, we we decided to piss off, you know. And mm. we had it fixed up with this with this other guy, this, this crew we became friendly with. Mm. Uh, but uh, too many people sort of found out, anyhow. So popped out to the main section. They got the office up there and the grill divided it. Then we're down the bottom down there in the gym area. Mm. And then there's the screw there. And I, I I went to grab for his keys, you know, and the, mm. the chain broke the first yeah. time, you know, and we all sort of, <laughs> yeah. what are we going to do? I took another grab for the keys. I got them and uh, the other screw, he came running down and one of the fellas had his table tennis net, you know, and on the end of it, that, that metal bit. That yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit the screw with that. I had the keys for seven. I just found the opening to the door. We got out, climbed up the, this pipe, barbed wire all over it, you know, and uh, then we started uh, walking across the, all the barbed wire, you know, and we can all hear them all up at Coolabar, the next section where I mm-hmm. ran away from before that, you know. Mm-hmm. They're all cheering, carrying on. And now uh, we hit this mini miner out in the festival hall, and uh, we go out to uh, Sunshine, where it's we one that probably knew some people, you know. So we go to a creek out there, and and uh, there was a bridge there, you know. So we 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 parked there for a while, and then the pilot said, "Oh, let's go and have sunshine." I said, "No, just hang out a little bit long." We were, and you know, so we driving the sunshine, and there was there was cops everywhere, you know, because there was all broadcasts over the radio. How we broke out, of the, and then uh, yeah, the there were roadblocks everywhere. The cops there, they chased me down. Because I was the biggest, I guess, and uh, most radio, and uh, they catch me and two other young fellows, you know, and uh, yeah, so we were out at Pentridge. I'm, uh, so you uh, what, 17? 17. When yep. you first went to Pentridge? Yeah, yep. So that would have been 65, 66, it? 66. Yep. What, yeah, well, see. what do you remember about entering Pentridge? <laughs> entering Pentridge, yeah, and I, because there's a whole lot of other. Got the band that goes around all the other lockups and pick all these people up and mm. we get the we get the Pentridge and then we get the reception area you know, and the screws yelling out all right get on the line here and there and then they said all right short arm inspection mm. what's a short arm inspection you know I see everyone undoing their fly and all that type of thing and pulling out their little old ding dong and mm. yeah and then uh, uh, and then uh, yeah so we got uh, and then we uh, yeah they saw that. Where we're going and what, yeah, they, they book us in and, uh, mm. so we're in D Division. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how long we're in there, you know, but kind of the screws knew what we're in for. Mm. And at some time, those screws would come around and they'd have a strip search, you know. Mm. Then they'd ask all these questions, you know, what are you in for? They knew what we're in for. Mm. And, uh, oh, so you're the one that ran away from Toronto, you know, so we'd get bashed by the, by the bat and all that. But every morning, they'd come out and say, all right, the three volunteers from Toronto. So we'd go out and we had, uh, we had a bucket of water, a scrubbing brush and uh, mm. a rag and we had to scrub all the bluestone, scrub all the catwalks and uh, mm. I'm like, gee, I hope that doesn't happen when we get to the other side, you know. Mm. And uh, I've done it before. And I'll get over the other side and uh, they tried it. And then I become this teacher's uh, runner, you know. I... I I made them coffee, I cleaned the yep. office and all of that. So yep. this Dave... He, he befriended me, Dave, mm. right? Mm. And, uh, I was having, I was good at football, I was sportsman, you know? We played all the games. 
I got the yogis into the grand final with a, with a great torpedo, uh, uh, mm-hmm. and then we get in the grand final and we win. You know, and football was really big back in Petri. Yeah. You know, and, and all scores were settled down on the footy ground and all that there. And here I'm a 17 year old. And, uh, I, um, it, uh, it's time for, my sentence had finished, but they wanted to keep me behind on YTC sentence that I didn't finish, you know, and Dave, the Scott leader, uh, look, he's done his sentence, that's a bit, that's a bit rich, rich, yeah. bit rich, he said. Yeah. They said, what if we get him a job, can he get out, you know? Yeah, right. Right, and they said, what do you want to do? I said, well, I wouldn't mind joining the Navy, well, the mm. Navy wouldn't have me. Mm. And they said, you want to go to sea? I said, yeah, yeah. And he asked, so one day I leave, I leave Penbridge and I go into town for a, a medical checkup. Right. right. And then the next time I go in for a job interview, mm. I get back to Penbridge and it's muster time. Mm. Everyone had to stay with that. Yeah. And the grill there. And on the other side of the grill was this priest, you know. And we started talking. He said, how was your day? I said, oh, i just been in a town for a job interview. He said, who with? I said, the Merchant Navy. He said, oh, I know a ship owner. I'll see what I can do. And I don't know how long it was later, but I'm out. I'm on the first container ship travelling to Tasmania to Bernie Devonport and Stanley. How old were you then? About 20? 17. Still 17? 17, going on 18. You didn't spend a long time in Pentridge. So. I got about 12 months, you 12 know, back months. in the days you got remission, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yes, I'm in the Merchant Navy, and I, and I find, as I said later, I find out that's where my lineage come from, Tasmania. And, uh, in Tasmania, my great 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 grandfather, there's a there's a day named after me, Manalagena Day, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's my anyhow, I find out that later. And uh, and I got picked up twice for things I didn't do. They got me for receiving. I went ashore. I only had a t-shirt. I borrowed a jacket of a friend, mm-hmm. and uh, they got me for receiving stolen goods. So I'm locked up for a little while. Mm-hmm. Took a bit of getting out, and then uh, and then they got me another time. I, I caught the last. I'm going out to Jakarta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I'm going out to Jakarta. All these young fellows are on the train and every station we got to, they got off, got all that water buckets in the fire and they threw it through the station master windows and we get out of Jakarta and they, they all, they all get out too and they're walk, they're going up the street and they're breaking picket fences and letter boxes and all that and the cops come and, you know, they, they get me for it. I had nothing to do with it and they end up getting me for abusive language. You know, I don't know few weeks in now, but what got me out was um, these people who took used to take me out on weekends, yep. and they took me out at Christmas time down the road, mate, you know, mm. everyone got did you, there. Did you have much contact with your other brothers and mother at this particular time, or were they kind of receded in the background? Mum had a bit to do with it, so yeah. I separated from my brothers and all. Uh, I did, I did get out for a little while, yeah. uh, at my mum's at Jakarta there, but the young fellow, they... Yeah. Ran away from Toronto, they come and pick me up in this stolen car and they gave me yeah. some cigarettes and they yeah. ran off the road and then they got me for stolen, uh, being accessory and all that there, so I sent back to Toronto. So it's uh, Toronto or Pentridge at that stage? Oh, that was Toronto at that yeah, time. Yeah, I, yeah, that I, was I, that. I, yeah, So did you, did, you, did you ever go back to Pentridge? Yeah, right. So, um, when did you go back to Pentridge? Well, I got out in 67 or 68, right, yeah. and then... As I said, I got picked up twice for things I didn't yeah, do. Yeah, you did small times. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, me mate, because I I I, st- I lived on the ship. Yep. And I lived with Dave and his wife in North Ca- in North Detroit. Right. You know, and and uh, and after being picked up a couple of times, they said, "Look, 
Yobin victimized his head. He's going to Saudi Arabia to Riyadh to go over there and to uni. Yeah. Said, you want to come? I said, Saudi Arabia? Yeah. What did you know about Saudi Arabia? I didn't know anything about Saudi Arabia at the time. I, he could have told me on the black market. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like uh, that joke. Yeah, on the but, black uh, market. <laughs> yeah, but so we kicked the, kicked the last immigration ship out of either Flavia at the time, right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you went to Saudi Arabia? No, I didn't no, quite no. make it. The story continued. <laughs> yeah, right, so uh, I get on the tube. We go to South Australia. Uh, by then, I've got a little gang together, you know, because I'm a spunky-looking 19-year-old. Yeah. I'm 19. By the time I get to Fremantle, I went ashore there and I was abused so bad by these white fellows there. I don't know what these people thought I went ashore with. Yeah. And the next, uh, by the time we got from Fremantle to South Africa, you know, it was quite a while. And yeah, we were a bit pissed off with it. It was an Italian ship, you know. Bit, yeah. We pull in the South, in the Cape Town, and the captain calls me up, and, uh, cause I didn't know about a party then. Yeah, yep, yeah, you know, yeah. and, uh, yeah. he said, I don't think you're allowed to go ashore here. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I'll get the go ahead to go ashore and uh and I'm walk uh bloke I shared a cabin with either white pilot, so yeah. we go ashore. Uh, up ahead of me I can see these Africans, you know, checking me out as I come along and when I get to him he said, Where are you from? I said, Australia and he turned around. Where's that? I said, Way in that direction, bro, you know. Yeah. So we go and so we try to go in the pub together, they said, Sorry, European one side coloured the other I said yeah. We'll find a pub we can drink together. He said, no, you won't, mate. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm in this pub and we're talking away and the African come in and he asked me if I want to buy, some, buy a watch. I said, no, oh, yeah. I want to buy some ganja. He said, yeah. oh, come with me. I'd be walking through Cape Town, you know. Yeah. And uh, I might probably tell him about Australia. might probably tell me what's happening there. But the only thing that stuck in my mind was the young ones don't seem to smoke it very much anymore. They they get a bigger high out of going and making love on a high Muslim priest's grave. Mm. So I don't remember seeing many black folk, but we're on the corner and we're waiting, and he come back with his shoebox full. Uh, it cost two rand, two dollars or something. Huh? Mm. So we're heading back to the ship and saying, if it's any good, we'll come back and get some more. We get, we get it on the ship, we have a smoke. It was trippy with Durban poison back in the day, and that was a good smoke, you know. Mm. And so... Uh, so the next next stop is the Canary Island. I go ashore at Canary Island. I just head in the direction of if you're going to San Francisco. Yeah, so I head in that direction. Uh, me matey went to see see about a woman, mm. and there was a fellow in the park there, and he he had all his painting there, you know. Mm. So there was four of them. They had this big house in uh, Canary Island there, mm. and uh, they were artists. So. He'd be selling the art in the, in the garden area there, and then they sold the dope, you know. An ounce of hashish was $30. <laughs> the price of drugs today is very criminal. Anyhow, uh, but before that, I think we were crossing the equator, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. the Italian ship, they put on pizza and wine for everyone, yeah. you know? And, you know, at the equator of the full moon, do the people and all that type of thing, you know? I'm sitting at this table with six lovely New Zealand women who were going over to do midwifery, you know. Mm. And uh, for some reason, they didn't like to be over a few wine. For some reason, I go upstairs to this bar and it's closing it. You know, two metal bits in the top there, locked down. I punch the panel out, it's open now. I walk downstairs, I end up having a fight with the second captain and the chief engineer. They could have made me walk the plank. They would have fucking this old back road. They could have threw me overboard, you know. Mm. But we're in the captain's office. And he said, if anything happens, we'll charge Edwards, you know. 
And so we're saying to the captain, when we get out of this office, we don't want to see any of your crew inside till they get me down to the lockup. As soon as we walk out of the captain's office, doctor there, the doctor and I have a blue. And our, uh, I ended up eating at the captain's table with his German girl, Monica. You know? mm. And, uh, and now we're going through the Bay of Biscay and on the waves, five stories coming out, bugging up the ship. And, uh, I get in the Southampton and all I remember is the master, where'd you come from before you went to Australia? You know, that's the only thing that stuck in Because I thought everything was fixed up. We weren't staying in England. We were going to Saudi Arabia. And, uh, anyhow, they said, uh, all I remember is that they, they checked, I rang up, they checked up and found out I'd been in prison. Well, I went, as I said, I went to prison for running away from the boys home. So they, they refused me entry. And then, uh, and then, uh, and so they thought, uh, if he mucked up like that crossing the equator, what would he do now, you know? So they gave Monica this drug to knock me out, you know? So they knocked me out. The last stop is Rotterdam, you know? So on the way to Rotterdam, I'm saying to Monica, when I get to Rotterdam, I'll come to Germany with you, you know? But yeah. I get to Rotterdam, I'm a little old immigrant, you know? These big Dutch fellows come in. You do, they drove me around. Rotterdam a bit, so I was locked up in this place, a bit like the map out there, you know, we were upstairs there, and mm, yeah. uh, it was really cold, I only went out twice, he got let out once in the morning, once in the afternoon to have a cigarette, you know, and uh, I met this African there, he was in for smuggling, he said, oh, it's great, dope, you know, it's only an hour here, hour there, yeah, I've been to Australia, I've been to Fitzroy, and uh, so it's been about 10 days, I get back to Southampton, we may tried everything to mm. try and Get you in. Get yeah. me in, yeah, yeah, but they still won't let me in. And uh, so the policeman said, uh, uh, I heard one fellow say, Oh, you bad boy, you know. So, uh, 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 so they wanted me, 1,200 passengers, all one class, they had ditches for everything, and they wanted me to work my way back. So the first job was washing dishes. After three days, I jacked up. So you were actually deported, but you didn't have a ticket back and yet. No, I, I, they wanted me to work my way back. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. after three days, that's me. I jacked up, you know. So yeah. they locked me up for about four days while the ship pulled in the Genoa crew kept up with yeah. me. I, I said, "All right, I'll work." I got out and I was drying dishes. Well, that didn't last very long, you know. I jacked up. Said, "You got to give me back to Australia whether I work or not." And the cop said, "Look." Just stay on the crew deck. I'll get the blokes you share the cabin with to look after with that, you know. Yeah. Help yourself, you know. They had their cigarettes and spirits yeah. and all that in the locker. Yeah. And I always got me beer off the barman. And they always had wine at the time, you know. But I'll be sitting down in the back of the ship and all of these people be coming down to see this crazy black fellow, you know. Yeah. And the girl, that skirts are blowing around the wind and pants of many colour. But we, we go through the Panama Canal. Mm. Then we're, we're heading down to Tahiti. Well, they let me sit out the back of the ship in Tahiti, and then, uh, yeah, just out of Tahiti, and I said, all these people come around to see this crazy black fellow, and I said, I must go up and say hello to these mob, you know, because I knew the ship inside out. Yeah. So I go up, and, uh, I see this mob of about eight, and I said, how are you? They said, oh, he speaks English. They said, where are you from? I said, Australia. Now I wrapped them in a black fellow before they get here, you know, and, uh, I look up, I see the cop coming up through the crew, and he, he sort of said, uh, yeah, you know, you're not supposed to be on the crew deck. I'll get down the crew deck before I can say anything. The doctor there, I had to blow on the way over. He king hit me. The crew got me down, gave me a needle in the ass and knocked me out. And for 10 days, they injected me. Instead of bringing me back to Melbourne, they kicked me off the ship in Sydney, you know. So after being, I've been sedated for 10 days. I'm buggered, you know. I've got this, I've got my suitcase. I'm struggling through Sydney, so I pulled, me, I pulled into a cop shop, you know, I said, could you put me up for the night? And he said, nah, best to keep you talking. <laughs> you know, so I spent a cold night in Yes, mm-hmm. and I get to Melbourne here, 
I hang around, hang around the city all of this guy, you know. But I'll get back to Melbourne. I said, where am I going to live, you know? Because I, I, as I said, I lived on the ship. I lived in, in Fitzroy. I went back to the Merchant Navy because they were the, the thing. They, yeah. they wouldn't take me back on, so I just tore up my passport. And, and then I see within the first couple of weeks I was back, they got me, they pinched me for in. Uh, and I said, uh, I'm in Victoria Street. Mm. Where am I going to stay? There was an old haunt, Lily Brett's in Victoria Street. I went there. Mm. And these people were staying in Bell Street, Pitchroy there, and uh, I don't know how long I stayed there, but uh, I know within a couple of weeks I back, they got me, pinched me for insufficient means. Because yeah. uh, reverse was sleeping. Well, that's right. People don't understand. This is what, the late 60s? Ah, uh, 60, 68. Yeah, people don't understand. 68, you could actually be jailed for not having any money. For being poor, in the intervention, I got jailed right. three times for vagrancy, brother. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah. And so within the first couple of weeks, I was back. I got pinned for sleeping on the train there. A few of sleeping on the train down at Spencer mm. Street. Mm. Then a couple of weeks after that, I got pinched for vagrancy. Mm. And I go to court and I swear that on that Almighty Bible that the evidence I will give be the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I am receiving money, and they checked on me. They checked up. I weren't. They gave me two. Three months for vagrancy, two years for perjury, right. you know, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and that sort of buggered it up, you know, and uh, yeah. then I... Uh, so, it, look, I'll just give a station to identification. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. 4.40. 4.40. 4.40, you haven't yeah. even started yet. Okay. <laughs> 4.40. I'm really there. Yeah, uh, well, I'm going to bring you to a halt in a minute. Oh, yeah. This is Radical Australia on Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Yeah, yeah. If you want to hear this uh, chat, I won't call it an interview, a chat with... Uh, Howard Hilton Edwards. Howard Hilton Edwards. That's right. Howard Hilton Edwards. Well, then, you go to 3cr.org.au. Young Dale here will podcast it in the next 24 hours. Yeah. Now, Choco, let's move move up forward a bit. Look, when did you first hear about 3cr? Well, um, I, I... for some reason, I went to 3K and D, you know, because I wanted to talk about Stolen Generation. That's yeah. when I first ran into Robbie, because he was there at the time. Yeah. Right, right. And then, uh, then Robbie came here. Yeah. And, yeah, I ended up sticking at, uh, 3K and E. It's the longest I've ever been in one place, Joe. I've been there about 13 or 14 years, you know. Right, right. Of a Friday. Friday. I started off at 2 o'clock. I used to be told them two times, then I went to drive time, and yep. then I went back to 2 o'clock, and I said, ah. So you're, you're doing present, you're presenting programs? Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, I should have put more, you know, but, uh, yeah, so Friday, that last time, you already have told them two times on Thursday afternoon here, so Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so, but, but after listening to Robbie, and, yeah, so, when I go, 3CR, with, with me, with me, with me girlfriend, Ursula, she'd always tune in 3KD or 3CR, you know? Yeah. And, and that's always been the way, you know? Um, 3CR, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know how many years ago, but, no, but yeah. a number of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been tuning in to 3CR, listening yeah. to all you the think, boys. Yeah. I'm not gonna go, I'm just gonna ask some questions. Do you think yeah. things have changed for Aboriginal people in the last 50 years? I mean, you're talking about spending a lot of time in Tehran, a lot of time yeah. in Pentridge. Yeah. Find yourself in difficult situations. Yep. Things could have been grossly different if you and your brothers and sisters hadn't yeah. been taken away from your yeah. mum. Do you think things have changed that much since then? Uh, there, there's been a little bit of a change. Oh, you know, I mean, um, uh, yeah, you look at the, um, 
in in on the twenty sixth of January, right? Yeah. The the uh, the supporters are getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. um, you know, uh, and all right, I there's a lot of ignorance and and, and no under, no really understanding about the uh, the true people of the country, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, mm. but before I got out of prison, I think it could have been better. I had an interview with John Coleman, Richmond, and Collingwood were after me, but yeah. I joined the Merchant Navy, you know. Yeah. But yeah. then, you know, I went back to prison after being out 20 years. I went back to form because I had a drug offence. I had to do the drug course, and mm. Uh, mm. yeah, but uh, there was, there's never been any support for people getting out of the prison back in them days, you know. Mm. You get out to nothing, you know. You, right, you find your own the door way. and say. That's You're it. out, yeah, yeah. yeah there was yeah. nothing there. And yeah, and uh, I've always been involved with drugs since '68. You know, uh, mm. music and drugs have got me here today. You know, if it wasn't for music, there was a time I thought I'd be better off dead. You know, now I wouldn't be dead for quiz. Mm. You know, when, when was that time? Seventies. Uh, yeah, what, mm. your life wasn't going anywhere, or you just sick of it? Uh, I just in and out of prison, yeah, you know, yeah. for yeah. for. Yeah, as I said, vagrancy, insufficient means, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, in the, in, 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 uh, me fog, you know, even, uh, Howard has got the job interviews, but he'll never keep a proper job. He'll, he'll never kick on because the only people he'll know is people have been in the, in the, that situation, yeah, you know, and, uh, yeah, so I got a, a bit of a reputation, you know, amongst the... You got a reputation? <laughs> yeah, I got a bit of a reputation. What, yeah, you're yeah. a troublemaker? A legend, the man. <laughs> and man's probably a bit of a troublemaker too, brother. Yeah, you know, but I'm out there, you know, and... Uh, uh, I didn't know what happened, you know. It wasn't what, have you been arrested recently? Yeah, yeah. Again? Yeah. At your age? Yeah, yeah, still, you know, so from 56 to 2000, wherever we are now, I'm still fronting the system, yeah. I mean, I mean you're 71, mate. Going on 71, brother, yeah. Yeah, well, why, why don't they leave you alone? What's, what's the, what's, what type of stuff you get charged with these days? Uh, I have a problem with sort of cab drivers and mate, probably police. No. You right. know, because I, I, uh, I got the T-shirts printed for me, you know. No jurisdiction, so when you never see it, you know. So mm. I'd be out there in Smith Street, uh, yeah, and uh, mm. Mm. and uh, I've been contesting the court's jurisdiction for the last five years. Saying, now tell us about that campaign. How have you been contesting the court's <laughs> jurisdiction over yeah. you? Yeah, well, the first one was pretty crazy, Jay, you know, because yeah. I'm walking down the street after listening to Robbie's home. Mm. Yeah, listening to street. Yeah, I'm walking down the street. I said, I don't know too much about. Jurisdiction, you know, and the great mm. spirit bundle said to me, he said, Well, come with me, Charlie, and we'll go along. And I'll go to Coles and I get $3.60 worth of bloody sausages, you know, and they'd see me. Uh, they were front court and they threw the charge out. And I said, You can't throw it out, don't you? They said, We've never dismissed the case. Get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one was uh, this racist cab driver, you know, and I had a bit of a thing with him. and. Uh, yeah. I smacked up the cab a bit, and uh, yeah, so I was retired and been cabs, and uh, yeah, there was a time I I did some drinking. So what and happens I, when you go to the magistrate? Uh, most of right. the stuff's at the magistrate's court. It, well, I, I was on um, I was on uh, the point a few 
Reef the goat, you know. Now, when uh, you go in and you say, look, you've got uh, no jurisdiction yep, to try me, what, yep. what do they do? I said, uh, all right, they said, I am Howard Everett. Uh, uh, Howard Everett is my slave name. I'm told them of the Tanarong. Uh, Tanarong, I said, uh, I contested jurisdiction on the ground that uh, you are legal, you're legal, you know. And, uh, yeah, I walked out in the Heidelberg Court twice, mm-hmm. and the Great Spirit come and flooded out the Heidelberg Court for me. So that, that's my story, and I'm sticking to that. So, mm-hmm. you know, so yep. I've been in there at the court, and I say that I am of uh, many, many tribes. Um, you've got no treaty, you've got no consent, you've got no jurisdiction. And, uh, but uh, I've never been such a scholar of any kind. I've never had me such a good education, but, um, but it was from when, when, when we had that protest over King's Domain yep, yep. that I, I started to get a, learn a bit about, about the politics of a country. Right. I didn't know what happened to all our people back in the day, you know, right. till very late in life. Right. I didn't know how they took over the country. No, but, but know, it, knowledge is a powerful thing. Uh, it, it is, brother, yeah. Especially yeah. about. You said you, you got files regarding uh, your mum and brothers. Yeah. How, how did you go about that? What happened there? Uh, what made you want to go in that direction that you want to learn more about it I've still been locked up and separation and not having a real family mm. environment around me yeah. I, was a, I, was a, I am of the lost tribe I am of the lost people brother mm. well, so you wanted, to re- you wanted to reconnect did you or, uh, or you just well, I knew where all my family was yeah, uh, yeah. to a degree you know but but there was us my mob take away and the old man he had a he had another family of six. They were taken away also and there's right. Kutcher and all his mob, you know, they yeah, were taken away. Right. So back between fifty six and the sixty there were eighteen Edwards institutionalized right. and taken away, you know. Yeah. And uh, I had this uh, white fellow demarcation, you know, and uh, assimilation and I just uh, Everything I've found out living in a white fellow world just sort of got me into trouble, you know. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I just got sick of cops bashing me in front of court and, you know, when I found out about jurisdiction and things like that there. Yeah, so, be, so, so becoming political yeah. basically uh, kind of gave you some protection. I think so, yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. yeah. yeah it gives you yeah. protection because people just don't think you're some, you know, dumbass. You know, yeah, and I've been, yeah. I've influenced people. I've people, yeah, you know, because yeah. I, I think I'm a bit of a social butterfly out there, and it's crazy. Social butterfly out there, and it's crazy. I have work. never interviewed in five years. I <laughs> a have social butterfly. I have never interviewed somebody who calls themselves a social, social butterfly. butterfly. Have you met the Governor General? I wrote him a letter, the yeah. Governor General, you yeah. know, yeah. and yeah. Uh, what, he, what? He, and he, uh, he didn't reply to me, Mr. What's his name? Um, oh, yeah, was, anyhow. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, on yeah. the apology day, yeah. I, um, I, I, I've invited up the camera, you know, the big play. Anyhow, so I'm out the back there. I'm playing the song sticks of everyone going into the great hall, you know. Yeah. So I'm down the end of the line. Yeah. And, uh, and when I get up there, Mr. Rudd, he said, what do you think about today? I said, it's been a long time coming, Kev. I said, not without treaty or compensation. Said it's a question of balance, Mr. Rudd, and he tried to usher me in. And uh, I started going, and I, I turned back to him and said, Kev, I'm the man they couldn't root you to electrocute. But I said, 
damn, they're still early days yet. You know? <laughs> some of them still get me, you know. But uh, yeah, oh, okay. I'm still, uh, I'm still fighting with the gut. Well, we are still fighting our stolen generation people, and the rest of the us mobbing here for recognition, uh, re- reparation for being taken away and given a hard life. And mm. how's yeah. that fight progressing? Very slowly. Every other state has been paid off except Victoria. And Victoria, the main thing wherever that happened, and Victoria still want to live in denial. You know, yeah. Well, they're still saying what? Did you want uh, to take it away? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, because though it all happened so early, you know, and some of these stolen gen mobs, you know, mm. they they all right, they grew up in a good family uh, mm. environment type of thing, you yeah. Know? And some of those people have got fresh black fellow job, you know, and top mm. of things, you know, and. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah, so they might probably think, all right, you could get job, I don't know. Well, yeah. So what do, you think, what do you think are the main stumbling blocks to reconciliation in this country today? Because it's 2019, it's, over, it's almost 200, it's over 230 years. So what do, you think, what do you think needs to be done? I mean, you're a man, you've been around a long time, you're 71, you survived. Most Aboriginal yeah. and Torres Strait Islanders don't survive in uh, the 70s. Yeah, you've been for a... You've been for a You've been through a lot in your life. You know, you're part of the stolen generation. I mean, your life was, you know, brutalised and fucked up, basically, you know, by the system. Mm. And, you, and you have survived. So, have you got any, any suggestions regarding the way forward? Because this just can't continue to, to happen. You know, you just can't continue right. to happen. I think all the talk is at the moment, all right? Uh, we are the only sovereigns of this land, you know. The government are not a sovereign, you know. And um, mm. so, how can we do it? You know, they they've got to make treaty with us, you know. And mm. uh, are you make, talking? Are you talking about a general treaty or a treaty with every every uh, group? Well, that, 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 that's how many countries there. That's you know, right. There's over 120 countries. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, so right. So would, you, would, you, would you prefer to have a treaty with? Each country, each 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 first well, nation, or, that, or a well, general that, treaty. Well, that would be the way to go, Jay. You know, yeah. but then it, it's, yeah. it, like everything, it's pretty hard. You know, it's and very it's, hard. Yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, I just yeah. Well, the treaty is right. They got to admit to the uh, the beginning of the, the colonial history of this country. You right. know? So and you want that, a bit of truth telling? Exactly, brother. Yep, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. and if possible, yeah, a little bit of land rights. You know, right, um, right. Uh, and because, it, because the more the more of more of you mob we killed off, the less land rights you get. <laughs> exactly, people in North Australia yeah. have got you know land rights. Yep, but yeah. uh, people down here don't get land rights because we're, but, yeah, but we're but nearly exterminate the whole yeah, lot of you. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. apparently from listen, Robbie, in in the nineteen twenty, there were only a thousand of us left in Victoria. Oh, yeah, about two hundred at one stage. Right. Oh well. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, so we've got these registered Aboriginal parties, you know, yeah. so I, I don't know too much about them. You know, I could be involved with the Bunurung, because yeah. I'm Bunurung. I could be involved with the Tanurung. Yeah. Uh, Bunurung, Tanurung, you know, and, uh, mm. but, uh, I'm not involved with them, but, uh. No, well, you could. Uh, You've got options. All right. I, there, there are options, you know, and, uh, options, but yeah. I, growing up, you know, um, there's all these black fellows in, in uh, organisations and the black fellows are all in, you know, and they're mm-hmm. all under the government control, yeah, you know, so right. nothing yeah. ever really gets... Yeah. 
nothing ever really get done. You know, yeah, well, that's the dilemma, isn't it? It is. It is a you dilemma. get a good job, yeah. and you kind of keep yeah. a good job, and you yeah. forget about yeah. what, what you're there for. Yeah. I mean, longest job I had was when I went to South Australia for a while. I went over there to meet me oldest daughter I hadn't met. I'd been in Fitzroy here. I got mm. a letter in Fitzroy. Mm. Legal letter. I got a daughter. I went over to South Australia to meet me daughter. Mm. I got a, I tell you, I got a job over there. I was working at the psychiatric hospital inside the hospital, you know, and I was a gardener there for four yeah. and a half years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, and then my youngest daughter came along and, uh, mm. there's six years between each, three children, three of them. Three, three Six children. years between each of them makes me, I think I'm a bit of a devil, Joe. Yeah, if, yeah. if you believe well, in well, it. Well, you only get it once every six years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One or the other, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. all my kids were born in April, so who knows? <laughs> oh, well, I got April, May, June. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And uh, do you see much of your kids, or? Uh, yeah, my youngest daughter, she, yeah. uh, she moved, well, she, she, she graduated in graphic design and all that. She mm. came over here to do fashion and business to mm-hmm. the uni. She got high distinction Lovely. and everything she did. Her and two other ones are going to be at the Collingwood Tech down there with their space to do whatever they My daughter's in the fashion. Yeah. Uh, and the other young woman, she's in the jewellery. And, mm. and while they're down there, they're going to do, uh, yeah, you know, have exhibitions. Yeah, so they're, they're, and going, they're, going, they're going So my, my youngest daughter's doing very well. Yeah. My oldest daughter's doing very well. With, uh, I've got seven grandchildren. Yeah. My eldest daughter lived in Manham, uh, right. which is down river from Murray Bridge, and yeah. yeah, she works at the school there. And they have uh, yeah, people go there and they do art and things like that there. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and me, me middle son, uh, yeah, he's a yeah. chip off the old. He certainly is. He certainly is. Yeah, yeah, the boy. They yeah. said the apple doesn't fall yeah. far, far from, from the, the tree. tree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Chuck, have you got any parting words for our listeners? We've only got about two minutes left. Uh, what, what do you think we should do as a country, as a people? A country. Happy NADOC to everyone out there, all right? Uh, with all, all you mob out there who are, who are supportive of our, 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 our fight for justice and all that there, justice will come one day, as I said, you know, but uh, with the help of all our supporters and and people in position there, things are happening and I hope it happens in my lifetime, you know, that things will, um, things might be sorted out in one way or the other. Yeah, you, you, know. Look, you, you know, you don't look brilliantly healthy, have you been looking after uh, yourself no, lately? I, Come uh, on. No, we, we, I've got to, I've, I haven't been back to K&D for quite, for over a year, you know, because yeah. I, I, mental health catered yeah. and then I started getting all these chest infections and yeah. then I was late, I've had influenza and pneumonia yeah. and yeah. Uh, when yeah. the, when I rested, I, they nearly killed me. Anyhow, you know, but all I say that I'm here by the grace of the great spirit. I should have been gone a long time ago. I've died and I'll come back here, but Bunjil has kept me here. They're the reason for me to be here, Joe, you know, and uh, right. yeah, and I bless Bunjil for keeping well, me here, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Choco. Howard Hilton Edwards. Thank you very John, much. John Clark reckon Howard yeah. Hilton would be a good stage name. It is a great, it is a great <laughs> stage name. Yeah, especially yeah. Hilton. I like the Hilton. Yeah, yeah. I like the Hilton. <laughs> and, and Choco, look, it's a pleasure being speaking to you. Hopefully uh, our listeners have learned something. I mean, there's always consequences to government there are, actions. There are, brother, yeah. And uh, people need to understand the consequences yeah. on, our, on, on the Indigenous community, both Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, regarding the assimilation policies yeah. and uh, all the things that have happened over the yeah. last 230 plus years. Thank you very much. All the best for the future. Can you make, your, can you make me a promise? 
Yeah. And I want you to invite me to your 75th birthday party. It's only four years away. Okay. Aye. Aye. Yeah. You're on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dale. Right. Thank you, Dale. Yeah. Stay. 